that the last of his companions in life, stranded along with him, must already be dead. He now saw himself as little more than an unwelcome impurity on this barren orb, a tiny blight of living tissue marring the simplicity and sterile perfection of that pure, hard world. So many regrets. He had lived his life, as had so many others, taking moments for granted as if they would never cease coming, as if he would forever walk the world, coming and going, and concerning himself too deeply with the trivial matters that dogged him each day. He had wasted so much precious time, disregarded so much opportunity. And now, his life had become all too finite, all that had gone before had wound toward this, spiraling in a mad rush toward a cold, lonely conclusion he never saw coming. Now, here upon the moon, he gladly would trade everything he ever had accomplished for just one fleeting moment back home. He longed to feel a gentle breeze playing in his hair and against his cheeks, the softness of his wife in his arms, and even the warm soil of home beneath his bare feet. The work of his hands meant nothing now. All the riches of the world meant less to him at that moment than a single hug from his own child. They all were beyond reach now. The simple things that always had been his for the taking, but too often he had ignored. All those things were gone. All hope was gone. He was alone. As he turned a small flat rock over and over again in his gloved hand and thought of home, his eyes became wet. Dropping his gaze from the tear-blurred stars overhead, he came to look in quiet wonder at their reflection upon the wide black lake that lay so still and glassy before him its quiet shoreline mere inches from the toes of his boots. The stars alone betrayed the water's existence, millions of tiny, sparkling jewels glittering upon the liquid mirror of its surface. They beckoned from afar, creating through their reflections the impression of a bottomless abyss passing right through the rocky world, providing a starlit passage into which he might jump and somehow find home again. With some effort, he swung his arms sideways and flung the small rock out upon the surface of the water. Again and again it skipped with each slippery impact throwing rings of lazy, concentric ripples. He smiled as the reflected stars seemed to roll and dance over the disturbances and watched in wonder as the ripples slowly widened until they had covered almost the entire surface. The water seemed so thick, so gelatinous in the low gravity. He was still amazed at the very existence of this liquid here where only hard, dense ice should exist. And he sat in awe of what had been achieved. They had accomplished so much. They had been so proud. And that, ultimately, was what had killed them. He looked upon the water differently then, 
Suddenly, it no longer was a miracle to him. Water. It was cruel and uncaring. Brutal. It was devastation. It was desolation. It was all that was left. As he sat there in the icy eternal silence, more alone than any man since Adam, he wept bitterly, crushed by the unfathomable magnitude of what he had lost. It all was gone. Everything. Still weeping, he turned his suit light on, then raised one gloved hand and held it up before his faceplate. Flexing his fingers a few times, he marveled at the simple complexity of the human hand. Such an elegant machine. He knew he must wait no longer. It was time. The man reached up and loosened the metal.